Hello, it's Troy, and welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast. I'm broadcasting this to you from London, and I'm recording this slightly early. It's actually before a Rule Zero show that I'm going to be uh, going on to in just a little while, because it's still in Christmas, isn't it, really? It's still that weird in-between period between Christmas and New Year, and I've taken some time out this afternoon to do a bit of work Uh, to do Rule Zero, to do this and some other bits and pieces. But um, after that, I will be heading back uh, for some more sort of Christmassy type or festive style celebrations, let's say. And then, of course, we are coming into the New Year period. But I did want to get a podcast in the can for you guys to go out on Monday. So hence the show that I'm recording. Now, uh, before I start, I'm going to be talking about the trad apocalypse. Before I start on that topic, I just want to say that firstly, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, Monday the 30th of December, then John from Modern Life Dating's Body Language Mastery course is still on sale. You can still get on board. The link is below. It's a fantastic, fantastic course. It features video content, uh, comprehensive video content showing a female model enacting the body language cues that you need to understand from women. As well as that, you get two weeks worth of live webinars with John, myself, Rollo Tomasi, Rich Cooper, Ryan Stone, and lots and lots of other guys. So you really, really need to jump on board. This will be the last enrollment, I think, once this is uh, done and out the way. My understanding is that John will be uh, discontinuing the course, so I urge you to get on board. As I say, the link is below. Do click the link, go through, purchase the course, and I will see you on the other side. The other thing to say is that if you're interested in my ruminations on dating, game, the sexual marketplace, and all of those good things, then do grab your copy of... Uh, Renegade Dating Blueprint, which is my collection of 10 books. You can currently get it for just $39. The link is also below. Uh, That won't stay at that price forever. I'm looking at mixing up my products going into next year. So I would again encourage you to grab your copy of that as soon as you can also. And finally, well, not finally, I could probably go on all day, but um, let's see. I also would like you to sign up for my daily email list because that means even if I was deplatformed from YouTube or any other platform, I would still have your, your contact details. And I, I send out a daily um, uh, I send out a daily email with a, an article in it, which is absolutely free of charge. So there's loads of value there and also news and giveaways and things like that. So do sign up for that. And finally, subscribe to this YouTube channel and hit... Uh, notifications. That is if you're listening to the podcast on YouTube. If you're listening to it elsewhere, for example on iTunes, then do head over to YouTube and subscribe to my channel because I'm pumping out loads of content there at the moment and that will continue into the new year and I want uh, you to be the first to know when I'm putting new video content out there as well as this podcast. Okay, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about the trad Apocalypse, which is what I'm calling the current or, or the recent sort of, um, uh, I suppose, sort of uh, online argument that has erupted once more between uh, the trads and the players, between the, the red pill and the purple stroke blue pill, 
type guys if you like um as i say i'm recording this on the fly i think it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode and i haven't really planned this out in any great detail so i'm just going to sort of shoot from the hip and just give you some of my thoughts on this on the situation on the um ongoing culture war i suppose that we are seeing in the what used to be called the manosphere in this sort of men's uh, space online between differing groups and um What's really been happening, or at least what's been happening on my Twitter timeline anyway, and by the way, guys, I apologize because a lot of this stuff is enacted on Twitter, and I'm aware not everyone uses Twitter. Uh, I can't really blame you for that if you don't. Whether I would use it myself if I wasn't on there as a content creator is a bit of a moot point. Um, it's useful for me in terms of building my audience, in terms of keeping in contact with people, in terms of letting people know where I stand on things. Uh, would I use it personally? Probably not, to be honest. I might be a bit of a lurker, but uh, yeah, it's a, Twitter is a bit of a cesspool, really, and it can be very negative, and I like to take time off from it from time to time. Um, but I'm on there in full effect at the moment, and what I've been seeing happening is a lot of people coming down on trads and so-called patriarchs in this men's space, and giving them a really hard time about their messaging. Now, I put out a tweet, I think it was earlier today or yesterday, where I said something like, the trads are getting a lot of heat at the moment and they deserve it. They brought it on themselves. If you're going to peddle a BS narrative for two years, then you're going to have to expect people to come back and call you out on it. And what I meant by that really is that I've been troubled for some time the, with the sort of conservative traditionalist direction that the manosphere has taken. And I said two years, but actually it's been going on for a long time. There have been people espousing these sorts of views for, for years, really. And look, I want to say up front, there's absolutely nothing wrong, if you want to do this, with wanting to certainly to have a family if you want to do that within the the strictures or the confines of a traditional relationship. So, you know, if you want to get married, then that's your business. If you want to do that, that's absolutely fine. I haven't got a problem with anybody doing exactly what they want to do. I mean, I have my own particular view on things, but I'm not going to try to force that view on others. So, you know, if it's your deeply felt need that you want to start a family and you want to do that within the context of a traditional looking relationship type setup, then go go ahead, knock yourself out. That is absolutely fine. That is what the majority of people do. And this is really the salient point because one of the things that has annoyed and troubled me somewhat about the the, the patriarchal trad messaging that we're subjected to continuously, certainly on Twitter, um, is that these people are often very judgmental and they will present their worldview as being the only valid worldview and they'll actually talk down people who want to do something different. So if you were somebody on Twitter like... Um, say, Midlife Moves or The Bachelor Blueprint or somebody who has a differing sort of view who says, well, actually, for me, the single life is great. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy having 
you know, different multiple relationships, non-monogamous relationships, for example, then those kinds of people will typically get called degenerates. Um, they will be called broken man boys. They will be decried as undermining Western civilization with their shocking views and so on. And, you know, for me, that is deeply wrong because as much as I can respect the views or the personal choices of somebody who wants to be in a more traditional type setup, I would also defend to the death the right of somebody to have a more renegade type life. I would defend to the death um, somebody's right to say, well, actually, I think all of that is BS and I'm not going to go down that route and I want to live a different sort of life and this is the kind of life that I want to live. And here's the thing, right? Family, kids, marriage, etc., etc. It's great. It's fine. It's, it's what most people do. It is, and, it, and you know, when people say it is a part of our um, innate biology to want to procreate, to want to pass our genes on, of course that is correct. That's absolutely right. It is what most people do. It's what the majority of people do. But if you are building a brand around the fact that you got shacked up with some girl and she's become pregnant and you've had a couple of kids. Is that really an aspirational message to send out to men? Given that, that is the default thing that most of the world's population will do anyway. Now, okay, birth rates are falling. I accept that. So you could argue that, you know, there is a there is an issue to be redressed there, perhaps. But you know, this is hardly they're not pro, they're not promoting some sort of radical kind of uh, unknown sort of lifestyle choice that is you know heroic. And many of them will position it as being heroic and warlike and the 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 acme of masculinity and all of these kinds of things. And that's always seemed to me to be flawed. Because, as I say, for a start, it it still remains the default choice for the masses. Now, there's nothing wrong with with being part of the masses. In many ways, we're all part of the herd, because how can you not be? Um, But to say that just by doing what the masses do, you are somehow doing something special, you're somehow heroic, you are somehow this kind of patriarchal overlord type character is just bogus, you know. It's just not the case. You are a cookie cutter default dude who's going along with the plan like everybody else. Again, as I say, there's nothing wrong with that. But to try to aggrandize it, it seems to me to be at best disingenuous and at worst dishonest. And and perhaps it sometimes is men who have made life choices that perhaps they're not 100% happy with, or maybe they wouldn't have made that choice if they had their time again, but they have made that choice, and so therefore they will seek through their content and through their presentation to aggrandize that choice to make it something other than it actually is, which is just how kind of how their life turned out. Now, look, I mean, everybody has got to have a shtick. Everybody in this space who has an online personal brand, who talks about dating, mating, sex, love, relationships, and things. Everybody's got to have their own particular 
USP, their own particular corner of that. I accept that. And look, the marriage and kids corner, the so-called patriarch corner, is is valid as a um, as a as a niche. I mean that because you know it's a big niche because plenty of guys and women. Um, want to do that they want to go down the traditional route that the the majority of people do and so to speak to that audience to create content for that audience um makes sense commercially other than the fact that you're going to have a lot of competition from the mainstream because this is these are mainstream choices we're talking about here remember there's nothing special about this this is what everybody does but it makes sense commercially to want to talk to that audience, to want to create content for that audience, because it's a big audience. It's a, it's a much bigger audience to talk to people who are interested in settling down and having a couple of kids and getting a, a white picket fence and a dog and all of that, all of those things, than it is to speak to people who want to um, instead dedicate themselves to the study of philosophy, let's say. There are far, far more of the former than there are of the latter. Uh, so it's a good bet commercially. But let's not pretend that there's anything special about it. Let's not kid ourselves or our audience or the people that we want to pay us money that we are doing something that is somehow heroic or legendary or, you know, this is some sort of uh, rebirth of masculinity or anything like that. If anything, you are just bowing to what the herd has always done. And and probably, and I, I will get some stick for this, but probably you are bowing to what the, if you believe in the notion of elites and all of that kind of thing, you are doing, you are doing what the structures of society want you to do. Let's put it that way. Because how does society best operate? Well, it best operates <coughs> by having people who are very controllable, people who are consumers and who are predictable consumers doing what you want them to do. And the, uh, the, the nuclear family has been the engine for that um, for several centuries now. So the, the notion of the nuclear family really is a way to keep people in position. It's a way to control people. Now, again, I'm not saying that it's, it's also, it doesn't also have vast, vast, beautiful benefits in itself, because of course it does. But I'm also saying that you can't disassociate it from the fact that it is also a mechanism of social control. Because if you are somebody who runs a big business, who's it going to be easy to sell to? Well, it's easier to sell to um, the. It's easy to sell to a mother who's part of a family, or, or to a father who has kids to look after, than it is to sell to some dude who is a, a rich international playboy of no fixed abode. You know, who might be in Paris one week and then Buenos Aires the next. That is not a very good consumer. It's not a very good member of society. And so, of course, society is going to try to shame and stigmatize people who make those more alternative choices. Um, but when you get these so-called patriarchs, these traditionalists who try to aggrandize their um, very, very ordinary life choices in a manner that seeks to make it mythical and somehow sexy, you have to wonder you know, why they're doing that, because it doesn't really sit very well with re objective reality. It doesn't really play very well with the way things actually are, which is that, you know, you're just doing something that's very normal, uh, that's very workaday. And 
you know, is it an achievement to be a patriarch? Is it an achievement to have kids and raise a family? Well, yes, in one sense, of course, it is. And, you know, I know that people will be saying, well, it is the greatest thing that you can possibly do and all of that. And um, I mean, look, here's the thing, right? Can you think of how many historical figures can you think of who are famous only because they had children, who are famous only because they had a family? I actually can't think of any. I'm trying to think because, I mean, let's, okay, let's take, for example, Donald Trump's father. Is Donald Trump's father famous? Not really. I mean, I've read about him in The Art of the Deal. Um, You know, I'm sure there is material about him online if you wanted to look online. Obviously, he was a businessman in his own right. But he was the father of Donald Trump, who's gone on to become the most powerful man in the world. And it's not the father that, that is famous or acclaimed. It is Donald Trump by Donald Trump supporters. So my point is that if you are looking for a claim in the real world, if you are looking to, you know, people talk about leaving a legacy. OK, well, if you're talking about leaving a legacy, the legacy that you leave is going to be determined by the things that you actually do, not by your family. And I saw somebody recently posted, it may have been Midlife Moves or somebody recently posted on Twitter, something like um, all the most famous patriarchs in history are people who've achieved things and just happen to have a family and kids at the same time. Now, again, I, I repeat, this is not to denigrate the notion of having kids or a family, because those are great things if you know for, for those people who want to do it. But they are not an achievement in the same way as becoming president of the United States is an achievement. It's not an achievement in the same way as writing the great American novel is an, is an achievement. It's not an achievement in the same way as uh, creating an invention which is going to save lives or help people to live better lives is an achievement. The achievements are are separate things that you go out and do in your career. And this is why we've been saying for so long in this corner of the internet that a man must have a mission and it must be separate to the woman that he's with. And I would extend that and say it should be separate to his family as well. Now, that is not to say that you disregard your family, that you are a bad father, that you ignore your, your kids and all of that kind of thing. But... Come on, you know, you need to have a mission. Your mission is something that is external to your your family. And that is the thing that you should be proud of because that is the thing that's going to mark you out, you know. And guys will say, yeah, but, you know, I want to leave my genetic legacy and all of that kind of thing. Well, yeah, okay. But, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of naivety around this, I think. I mean, I've seen guys saying things like, oh, I'm going to leave this genetic legacy and then, you know, I'm going to build this tribe and and, and and my values are going to be passed down the generations. I mean, come on, that's not going to happen. You know, what's going to happen is you're going to have some kids, you're going to die. Um, your Whatever your philosophy of life um, may have been, it may get passed down. You know, your kids will remember it. Um, it may get passed on to some degree to your grandkids. But beyond that, not really. You're, you're going to be forgotten. You're, in a couple of generations' time, you are going to be forgotten. And actually, as your genes get watered down, because your genes get watered down every time a new child in that lineage is born, your genes are watered down still further. Actually, your genes get weeded out of existence within a few 
generations anyway. So, you know, that is not really... It, it's not really giving you immortality. Do you know what I mean? It's not really continuing your sort of whatever legacy you hope to leave. That isn't really the way to do it. Now, what is the way to do it? Well, you know, I would argue creating a great piece of artwork, creating something that helps other people or entertains other people or that other people fall in love to or are passionate about or something like that. I mean, I'm coming at this from an artistic angle. Of course, there's the scientific angle as well, Create, you know, inventing something, devising something that will change lives. There's the sporting angle as well. You know, it's doing something out there in the real world that is going to have ripples beyond your, you know, your time on this planet, if you like, if you're concerned with having a, um, a legacy at all. And let's face it, once you're dead, is your legacy really going to matter that much? Well, not really, because you won't have consciousness. You're going to be in a box in the grounds or whatever, or sprinkled over, I don't know, the, the, the Pyrenees or however, whatever you want to do when you've um, left this mortal coil. And uh, yeah, you know, you, you are not going to be conscious of whether you have a legacy or not. It's not going to matter to you because there won't be a you, in inverted commas, for it to matter to. So the whole notion of legacy is problematic anyway. But if you do want to have a legacy, I would argue that it should be through what you create as opposed to through your family. And um, what we are seeing at the moment is a lot of guys making those kinds of arguments uh, against these tribes, but also just pulling down the pretentiousness of it as well. I mean, this word patriarch is incredibly pretentious and incredibly self-congratulatory, you know. And I know why they're using it. It's a branding tool. They're, they're using this term patriarch as to brand themselves and guys who become their customers who go to their events to talk about being a patriarch or join their groups online to, and, and in real life to you know talk about being a patriarch and all that um, because it makes people feel better about what they are doing but the reality is you're not a patriarch come on it's nonsense you're not a patriarch I mean <clears throat> and this has been touched on and this is probably another another whole podcast another whole video or, or, or article or whatever, but um, you are not a patriarch in any meaningful sense. You know, you don't have um, the social power anymore that people who, who, who once could properly have been termed patriarchs wielded. You just don't have it. So you're not really a patriarch. You are a dad. And as great as that is, and kids are great, that you know, and hats off to people who, who you know, they, they want to build a family. That's their thing. That's absolutely fine. But don't try to pretend that you are doing some sort of glorious thing. You're not going to save the West. You know, it's, 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 it's not going it, to, it, it's just not the way that people try to position it. And I think it's that pretentiousness. It's that BS really that people are now starting to call out and I have to say I got there first with a lot of this stuff or if not first I certainly got there pretty early on and I did that a book called Cucked which came out earlier in the year I'll leave a uh, a link to it below it's a, a short book a pamphlet really but it sort of debunked quite a lot of these these trad traditionalist sort of patriarchal type arguments and now I see a lot of this sort of getting into the wider discourse which I think is I think is healthy and I think it's healthy not because I have a vested interest in tearing those guys down particularly because I don't really I mean as I said I, I kind of think 
different strokes for different folks, really. I kind of think if you want to be over there doing that and I want to be here doing that and somebody else wants to be over there doing that, that's absolutely fine. You know, I'm, I have a libertarian perspective uh, overwhelmingly. So I'm not really interested in sort of, in sort of, you know, scrubbing out somebody else's worldview. If you want to have that worldview, that's fine. But what does annoy me, and I think what is starting to annoy others, is the way that these guys will present themselves as being so holier than thou. These guys are the only guys who are right. And if you say something different, then you are a degenerate, you are worthless, you, you, know, you are a, uh, an empty, broken playboy, and you should be consigned to the scrap heap of um, the, the world, which is, um, yeah, it's kind of nonsense, really. And so that annoys me. And I think, as I say, it's starting to annoy others as well. And that's why we're getting this trad apocalypse that's why we are getting this this blowback which is coming from many many different um quarters against these guys and um i think there's perhaps a little a little shadow freud in here because um they've certainly come at me enough um they've certainly picked on on me and people that I am associated with enough as being nihilistic and all the rest of it. And and I, that by the way, that's not true either. I'm far from being nihilistic. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, th- I think it's sort of, I think there's a sort of karmic element to this. Uh, it will be interesting to see how things continue to develop as we go into 2020, of course, Election next year, um, there's going to be a lot of conservatism and uh, traditionalist kind of views being raised by people who are jumping on the the Trump bandwagon again. Um, You know, and again, I'm not necessarily saying there's there's anything wrong with that in itself, but you've got to look at the motivations for why people are doing this. And the truth is a lot of it's grift. A lot of it is, well, I'm going to espouse these views because I know it's going to get me likes. I know it's going to get me subscribers and follows and people spending money on my products and stuff. So I'm going to go along with it. Do they actually believe a lot of this stuff? That is another question. As I said, I mean, look, the market for the trad dad, the power dad stuff is a lot bigger than it is for the renegade dating stuff. Let's be absolutely honest about that because most people are predictable. Most people follow the crowd. Most people want to do the conventional thing. It's a bigger market. They're going to make more money. Now, I'm not saying that they're all in it for that, but, you know, that is the reality of it. Um, But I personally think it's really important to say what you truly believe and not to put out stuff that misleads people and certainly not to use this sort of morally coercive kind of language to shame people into following your point of view when you know you're you're actually not this godlike figure you are not this arbiter of what is morally correct and ethically correct and everything you are just somebody who's made some life choices and it's right for you it was or was not right for you and you're making the best of it and i think if guys would come at it more from that angle of honesty then a lot of us would be more comfortable with the trad phenomenon. But as it is at the moment, I suspect that they will start to double down and we're going to see this greater split in the manosphere between the the degenerates, <laughs> if you like, um, and the, uh, you know, the people who are 
uh, red pill, I suppose, for want of a better term, and these these guys. And I think we're going to see the divisions drawn even more starkly as we go into 2020. So it's going to be really interesting to see how all of that goes. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed my ramblings. I'm going to leave it there for now. This has been Troy Francis with the Troy Francis Podcast. Do sign up to Body Language Mastery, uh, John Modern Life Dating's course, if you haven't done so. Link below. Do grab Renegade Dating Blueprint, my collection of 10 books. Link below. Uh, do subscribe to my email channel and do hit subscribe to uh, me on... Sorry, I, I said that wrong. Do subscribe to my daily email and do hit subscribe on my YouTube channel too so that you're kept absolutely up to date with all of the latest stuff from me. Okay, I'll leave it there. Bye-bye.